Pour One Out for Your Homies, coming up on the broadcast. tell-all. Welcome to the broadcast, everyone. It's like, welcome, welcome. Yeah, the, the tell-all is really, the tell-all is really what it's all about, right? Right. I mean, happily ever, ever, ever after Strikes Back started, but I, nope. I gotta tell you that after <laughs> Angela's 16th cackle, I couldn't, I just had to turn it off, so I did not watch it. Um, I will, I just I will say it was, a, it was a little more exciting than the first uh, snapback. I think like they piloted it. Oh, of B ninety pilot on that one. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad, but I I guess I don't know how I feel about having the whole season like go and then end and then having it shoved back in. Like, yeah, that's what it was. It was like I'm basically I'm I'm basically like I ate the food, it popped back up on my plate, (laughs) and someone's gonna narrate me eating the food this time. Yep. That's what yep. it feels like. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's a little much. It was a little much. But uh, after two days of the tell-all and then the week before tell-all, it was just and then going and, and the tell-all was so much of let's watch this again. Right. So we're re- rewatching oh, scenes from the show. That's what it is. Yeah. So we watch right. it three times. We get and the then goes show, into this. Yeah. yeah. The show, the highlights and then the highlights with commentary of the commentary. So we and go real just, meta in it and it's, it's hard. And Angela just kept laughing and laughing because she was she thought whatever she said was hilarious, and she's got this the, you know her high pitched cackle. I think that's her nervous laugh too. Like whenever she's uncomfortable, I think she just laughs because that makes sense. I have one of those too. I do it too sometimes. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so um. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I was like, I I don't have the tolerance for this tonight. So yeah. So let's talk tell all. What all do we right. got? What's on deck? What's, What's on, on deck? Um, on deck, on tap, whatever. <laughs> What's on tap? Speaking of tap, <laughs> no. <laughs> Larissa, Colt, Jess. Uh, Natalie. Natalie. Mama Colt. Yep. Jess's new husband. Let's talk about that. I mean, that's basically a small caravan of people. Mm-hmm. For one storyline. <laughs> story um, one thing I think everyone could not stop talking slash looking at where Larissa's breasts. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that was like of the first comments that people made. Was, holy she, cow, look at her boobs. Well, she literally, I mean, how could you not? I know, because she were had right them. They were right there, mid-frame. huge. She had them on display, <laughs> and then she had the braids, and she was like, oh, look at me, look at me. I mean, that's fine. She had, Eric spent a lot of money on him, I guess. I, you know, show him off. Well, he was cheesing the whole time. Like, look who gets <laughs> to sit next to him. Oh. <laughs> sit next to the fun bags. The things How he high do you think at? he was? <laughs> you think he was high? I think he uh, was just. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think Eric is just naturally weird like that. And <laughs> what? Huh? I, I think that he likes to be on television. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So that was literally like. Maybe he was just high on delight from being in front of people. 
on his couch yeah. next to Larissa and her new additions to the family. Right. Um, so, I mean, how did you, overall, before we dive into them, I think that I still like this format for tell-all. I do too. But I also think that we got a little bit more out of this tell-all as opposed to other ones. Like, there wasn't a lot of, okay, well, let's not talk about that. There was a lot of tough questions I'll say tough questions mm. that were actually asked and we actually got answers as opposed to getting cut off. I do um, feel like they went into the details of some of the things that were at issue during the season, particularly with this, um, you know, quadrangle of people. Cause it's not a love triangle. It's like, <laughs> you know, right. Oh yeah. Whatever. I forgot about v- Vanessa is on this oh, yeah. list too. So they um. asked, they asked the questions, <laughs> did you sleep with Vanessa while you were dating Jess? Did, you know, all of the, so they got into a lot of that, which I think was good. And, and we got, the answers, although I don't, they didn't make it clear, but money has it that um, Vanessa was just in another room of the same house during the, the when they were, she was filming because she still lives in that house. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can imagine that on top of everything else, they were honest when Jess was kind of like the major one of the major issues was Vanessa being present. Mm-hmm. and her knowing that they had a little bit of chemistry and that that was inappropriate and how can you have a relationship with it? So when he admitted that he slept with Vanessa, it, it was, I, I guess I, I wasn't surprised. Like we all kind of knew already. Assumed that, 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 yeah. Right. Cause he, you know, he claims he turned to her for comfort. They're both in terrible marriages. Um, he would help drive her to the hospital at 3am. We know what that's code for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have been He's a hospital the person visit. you would call. He's yeah, the per- exactly. If you had to go to the hospital in the middle of the night, who would you call? Definitely yeah. Colt. He's used <laughs> to those 3 a.m. calls, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, Larissa admits that she, like, tagged, tagged him and watched him, like, roam around strip clubs and nightclubs of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, her GPS tracking, her right? big secret on him. That's yeah. so funny. I was like, you didn't have to do that. The, if he has an iPhone, it's got a friend finder on it. Right. That's probably what she used. I mean, to be honest, she didn't didn't put tracking software on him. I I was actually, when she said that, I put tracking. I was like, wait, you you, you did what? Like, hold on. (laughs) This is, this is not like, um, what's her, what's her name? Angela from uh, Love After Lockup or Life After Lockup. Yes. (laughs) When she freaking like switched the cards out. Um, <laughs> switch the sim cards out oh what a beautiful dude, show that was she went freaking criminal on him but <laughs> i don't i don't know i feel like this was this was a very awkward tell-all portion because we go through all this we have the same type of ending as we did last time with uh colt and larissa where larissa brought in eric to talk about how happy she is with someone new. Remember that? Right. And right. this time we have Jess bring in her now husband. We kind of got, you know, a little bit of leaks from someone else that was on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many Natalie. People. It was Natalie who leaked that. It was Natalie who leaked that Jess was already married with her boyfriend, Brian Hanvey, which was, it's just like they all know each other and it's like one of those weird Can crime we boards. Can we stop for a second and explain to the to the people how they all know each other. We we might need to bust out like the dry erase boards and the red string and all of this. Yeah. But can you so, please I mean, explain we, that? 
<laughs> if we did, at the center of it all would be Carmen, right? Okay. Yeah. Carmen's the one who uh, I think set Larissa up with Colt. Carmen's the one who also mm-hmm. set Brian up with Jess. With Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't but know. But how did Brian? Or so... not with Colt, Eric. Carmen set Larissa up with Eric. See, there's this is there's so much going on. Like I feel like we so, need to bring in an expert. Right now, right? That's supposed <laughs> to be us. <laughs> so Brian Hanvey is a musician, and he did a music video, right? Of the song that he wrote, and the right. two people that were in his music video who starred having sex in the bed were Eric and Larissa, right? And then somehow uh, Carmen, I guess, set up Jess with brian the musician who's complete with man bun in this song and hey, don't talk about the man bun the sweater you know, I, maybe i'm just the setting the scene i'm not <laughs> judging it i'm just setting the stage <laughs> so you know uh that that her mountain man had a man bun in this song which was so Right before we started recording, Hanakawa forced me to watch this video because I had not seen it yet. And I need those four minutes of my life back, you guys. But I would I th- suggest I you go should, watch. I think we should link the video in the show I think notes so. <laughs> so that everyone can come at me with their four-minute request back. No yeah. chargebacks. <laughs> no chargebacks. <laughs> this isn't OnlyFans. You can't have it back. Oh, yeah. No refunds. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting video. Um, I will say like the first minute or two is like plot. And I, I found myself wanting to fast forward. Like, like it feels like it felt like I was watching porn where there was the bad plot before <laughs> everybody gets naked. So I just wanted to fast forward to the naked people part. So I, I just wanted to fast forward to the song part. Yeah, I would, I would recommend like watching. No, 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 no. They have to watch the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> But tell me if I'm wrong that it seems like porn at the beginning. <laughs> it's just one of those. That, that That's the style of some music videos where they have like this. They want to set the scene with this kind of like story. Storytelling. Right. Yeah. And then I I, I get where Which he was fine, going with it. Fine, I get it. Whatever. It was just badly produced or amateurly produced. I'm yeah. Not sure. And the song, the, the, the lyrics on the song. I mean, these things are Grammy worthy lyrics, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one that or um, I love you, baby girl, Lisa song. Oh, I, don't I think know. I love you, baby girl, Lisa had a lot more composition least, to it. Yeah, it may have been repetitive, but it, it, but least, it was catchy like, as hell. It was catchy as hell. It was an earworm for what? Six months. Holy crap. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, as far as a tell all, I think I was honestly surprised that they brought Natalie there. I wasn't because when she was on our show, when we interviewed her for our Patreon, we asked her if she was going to appear on more things, on more scenes and the tell-all, and she said she couldn't answer that question. So I took that to me a yes, and so I was not surprised to see her. Right, but, like, it's it's so strange for someone to sign any kind of appearance documentation and still put out leaks. <laughs> Right? Like, yeah. usually usually there's this, like, line of, okay, you see this person leaking, and then they sign the contract to be on, then you don't hear anything else from them. But she yeah. kept leaking. 
And she kept going. So yeah. I'm like, well, no, that she can't possibly have a deal with them. But sure enough, sure, sure enough, enough she, did. she did. But um, give, despite that, she she spilled so much on that interview with us. Oh, my she, God. There was so much that she gave us in that interview that I was one, waiting to see if she was going to share it on the tell-all. Oh, there's Especially no when way. she was asked how she and Eric met. No way. And I was like, oh, tell the story, tell the story. And she didn't, of course. But Or, or she did, and we know TLC can edit. Like, oh, right. <laughs> we don't even know what was really said on this on the scene, but I, you know, hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, was there anything groundbreaking we found out that we didn't know? I don't think so. No, but it was kind of nice. I kind of like. Okay, I, I think I bitched about this already about uh, Colt calling Jess sweetheart, and this was a really condescending way. Uh, but then ultimately, this week he kind of apologized to her for cheating on her and being a bad boyfriend and like all of this stuff. I feel like there was some sense of authenticity in there. Like he kind of genuinely was sorry, not a hundred percent, but maybe partially, you know? So I kind of, that surprised me that that actually happened, right? That, that Sean actually got a lot of these details out there that Vanessa, that he did sleep with Vanessa. They got them to admit all of this stuff. And and I feel like there was a lot that was, a lot of holes that were plugged up, as it were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think about uh, Debbie's reactions to things? Like, I, I know that she's behind her son 100%. But here she is hearing her son admit to treating both these women bad and mm-hmm. cheating on one Mm-hmm. You know, how does she keep being nasty to the girlfriends when the problem right. seems That's to be I, her son? So I don't yeah. understand. Like, I understand supporting your child, but there comes a point where I feel like she has to teach him how to actually be a, you know, decent Or at least being. not, you know, because she's sitting there, continue, she loves Vanessa, and she hates Jess, and she hates Larissa. And, and... She is just clearly continuing to spew venom at Jess and Larissa when there's no need to, you know, neither of those girls are with her son anymore, right? Like, just let it go at this point. Your son admitted his wrongdoing in it. Jess maybe never will admit her part in it, you know, but let it go, you know? (laughs) Cue the song. But no, I I agree. Like, there's, yeah. I know it's for there's there's people who kind of pre-push the buttons for the tell all so they're kind of aggravated when they go out there but mm-hmm. that those are those are two feuds that I wish or hope that will just disappear cuz they're pointless now. Yeah, and I think I mean Debbie is kind of delusional sometimes too because she was the one on last week's episode telling Chuck he's too involved in his kid's life. Coming from yeah. Debbie, that's just rich, that right? That sounded like a little TLC infusion right there. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but you'd think she'd support and be like, yeah, you need to be in your kid's life. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, watch him. Download right. that app, the tracker app. Larissa used was actually the one Debbie did, too. <laughs> um, so why don't we move on? I think okay. we've had enough of this weird... <sighs> yes shaped trapezoid trapezoid um and we can go to i think angela and michael Mm -hmm. um what did you think of her 
I guess it's just the, the going to the end first. What'd you think of her announcement that she's going to have a weight loss surgery? Okay. Honest thoughts. It sounds like pre-gaming for a TLC, not to hot spinoff. Correct. We well, she has Ma- the we same saw it with Mama June. She has the same agent as Mama June does. There you go. And, so. and that's exactly what they do. They they get them set up to be super hot. We know that Angela has voiced her insecurities of not feeling like if she brought Michael over, she would be able to keep him because his interest would drift to someone more attractive when he's in the States and kind of has what he wants. So I, I see it as being, you know, we can't necessarily get any more milk from the Angela and Michael story because Michael might be locked where he is for a while. Mm-hmm. But we can definitely get some runtime off of working on Angela. uh, Right. Especially if her ultimate goal is to have a baby, right? This is her road to getting healthy so that she can have a kid. I think that like felt like Skyla was the smartest person on that stage when she was like, she's just talking there. She ain't going to have any baby. Like (laughs) she, she has the common sense there, but I mean, how creepy was it for her to say, no, I'm not. And both Michael and Angela kind of going, you will. You and will give us Michael's your egg. And Aunt Lydia or whatever her name is, like, she's like, come on, Skyla, let me talk to Skyla. Skyla, I can convince you. And Skyla's like, no, no. Like, Skyla better sleep with her doors locked because, like, I see this shadow of, like, Angela with the hook coming in, whispering the words of Harvest. Like, <laughs> she's like... You're going to go to sleep? I'm like, what does that mean? I know. What does that mean? It's <laughs> no like that bad um, urban legend about waking up in a bathtub full of ice, you know, and your kidney's oh, gone. no. It's going to be like that. She's going to no. wake up and her uterus and her eggs and her fallopian tubes and <laughs> ovaries are Oh, that are is gone. downright creepy. No, I can't even. <laughs> no. Can we talk? A lot of people had questions with Angela's segment about yes. her wearing a face mask. It started yes. out with. People thinking she was doing it because of COVID, mm-hmm. but it was actually, because I know people still have the question, it was actually because she had an abscess, and I'm assuming she was mid-dental treatment for that, and so she wore um, that to she wore the, the mask. Abscess. Probably, yeah. I mean, for me, I would think aesthetic-wise, maybe she had to take any, if she had any false teeth or anything out, but also you don't want a lot of cold air rushing in there, right? Well, I don't think it was for that. I think it, I, I, my guess is the abscess was such that it was like on the like external parts of her skin and it w- didn't look very good. So she wanted to cover it for that. Cause I can't imagine if she had an issue with her teeth, like you're supposed to stop smoking. I can't imagine she stopped smoking. So I would think that that didn't help and there's an infection and there's, you know, who knows what's going on. So I think that there was probably some aesthetic thing that she just wanted to to cover. Right. You can't blame her. I mean, the yeah, tell all, I mean, it's more like tell all timing and, and what you have to deal with. Right. 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 People asked about the rash on her arm and that I don't have an answer for either. So. Oh, I missed the rash on her arm. Yeah. And that yeah. could I mean, she's always got something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's first her chest, then it was this, and then rumors of the vaginal reconstructive. Like, she's getting the inside-outside treatment here. Mm-hmm. The full treatment. I mean, hey, I can't blame her. Vanity, right? So, um, they, so they touched up on the authenticity of uh, Angela and Michael's relationship again. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Now that we're probably at the end of their story for a while, final final call. Do you think their relationship is real or fake? Uh well, I think Angela absolutely loves him. Um, in the way she knows how to love, in the crazy, screwed up, abusive way she knows how. I think he likes her to a certain extent, and there's probably a level of love in there, but I don't know if it started out that way. Like, his intention is to get to the States. He's always said that on the show. His intention is to get to the States. He was already invested with her. He kind of ended up falling for her. And so he already had time invested, and so he's not going to, like, go start with somebody else, you know? And he just wants to get to the States. But I do think he has some level of love for her. I just don't know that that was there at the beginning of the relationship and had been in his intention. I think he, he ended up falling for her despite himself. <laughs> you know? One of those type of relationships. It's interesting. Cause I think he actually likes her, especially yeah. with his reactions to her, you know, wanting to have surgery, whether or not he doesn't, you know, I've read a million comments, <laughs> whether or not he just doesn't want to. Hey, fraudcasters! Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. Meal ticket to die, or if mm-hmm. he just really cares about her, or if he just likes he likes the softness. It right? could be both. It could be all three. Right. Well, and he said he said something too on this episode that um he said that he to Angela when she was talking about the weight loss surgery, he was like, I like you big. You I know, like big so, things, yeah. <laughs> right. So so that clearly was part of the attraction he had to her probably initially, right? And, you know, I do think that he likes her and, you know, perhaps loves her on a on a certain level. And, yeah, you could tell that there's a certain softness that he has for her. And so I think that there's some legitimacy to their relationship. And that will it last forever? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it depends, if he gets depends on if Skyla lets them harvest that egg. Because <laughs> if not, then he's going to go sleep with some other bitch to get <laughs> baby and Angela won't stand for it. Right. See, it's not <laughs> then, the other way around, right? Because he can't sleep with someone and come back with the baby. 
<laughs> as a woman could just go sleep with someone and be like, oh, look, I so happened to got, get pregnant, even though you thought you were sterile. Um, but yeah, we'll have we'll have to see what what goes on in, in the rest of their story. I actually kind of look forward to seeing some of these cast members and spinoffs that aren't 90 Day related. I think it might bring a little freshness to their stories if we can stop going on the whole 90 day are we right. going to make it or not which bullshit. is why I like Darcy the Darcy and Stacy show is because taking them out of that template of the 90 day fiance before the 90 day stuff is what allowed them to open up and have things be more interesting I find them inherently I just there's they're fascinating to me I love their show I know a lot of people don't but I do <laughs> yeah you like the oddballs <laughs> I do. <laughs> Speaking of oddballs, let's move on to Tanya and Sinjin. Oh. The tables, the tables have flipped on this. Remember, everyone was like, "Free Sinjin, um, get them out of that relationship." While there still are people who are saying Tanya's terrible, ultimately evil. A lot of people started feeling a little bad for her because of Sinjin's position on drinking and the compromises he wouldn't make in marriage. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I know that it's... You know I have them? (laughs) (laughs) I know you have thoughts and I know that, you know, the goal here is not to diagnose anyone, but it's applying your own life experiences to what you're seeing. Yeah, so their whole scene, their whole segment um, actually kind of, I wouldn't say triggered me um, as an alcoholic, but it, 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 it almost triggered me. Like, it brought up a lot of feelings. It was very uncomfortable to watch. And the reason why those kinds of things are uncomfortable to watch is because it hits close to home, right? The, the, the excuses he's saying, the things he's saying about... Oh, well, it's just my culture. It's just I'm South African. Yeah, well, I'm Irish. I'm Irish Catholic. Like, I was born with a blood alcohol content, right? Like, <laughs> there's these are always excuses. I, and that's the excuse that I used to say. I'm like, well, I'm Irish, and I could drink you under the table. Well, they were all excuses for me drinking in a way that was not a healthy way of drinking. And here's the thing is whether or not he calls himself an alcoholic – being an alcoholic, that's the diagnosis only you can make. But whether or not, regardless of that, whether or not you want to call yourself that, he clearly has a problem drinking. And being a problem drinker is just is the same thing, right? If you don't want the label, you don't have to have the label. But it's a, you're, you're drinking is a problem because of the, what it's hap- the negative consequences that are happening in your marriage. And if you continue to drink... Despite the negative consequences, that is the definition of addiction. So, ergo, I would call him an alcoholic. When he's talking about these, oh, I just want to enjoy a drink, whatever. And and Tanya's like, if it were just a few drinks, that's fine. But he doesn't stop at that. And that is a hallmark sign of somebody who is a problem drinker. And 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 then she, there was things that were happening that she refused to talk about, like incidents. She's like, "No, I'm not going to embarrass you that way." There sounded like so many nights I've had, right? Like I, <laughs> you know, I used to be able to, you know, I'd go out with happy hour at work and have a socially acceptable amount of drinks, but then I'd go home and drink the way I wanted to drink. And it sounds like that's kind of what's happening based on what they were talking about. And, and it sounds like there's a lot more going beyond the scenes. And, and I've never been a Tanya fan. 
but I felt for her in this moment because she clearly is dealing with a lot and he's everything out of his mouth is an excuse and a justification for drinking the way that he wants to drink. And that's the stuff that made me uncomfortable because it was so close to home because I used to say all those same things. And he really needs to consider what (laughs) his definition, what he's okay with. Um, You know, I, I, if he's in a position where he's being called on his drinking habits by his wife and he won't acknowledge that that's actually a problem. You know, the problem is Tanya. And I'm, you know, when he was asked point blank, would you give up booze to save your marriage? And he didn't say, yes, I would. You know, he wants to find an excuse to drink the way that he wants to drink. And that is a hallmark sign of an addict, alcoholic, problem drinker, call it whatever you want. Would his life be better if he didn't have alcohol in it? And if the answer is yes, then he needs to take a hard look at himself. I'll save him a seat in AA. (laughs) Do you think that the show continually, because I mean, we started this season bringing up Tanya's concerns of him drinking, but the show kind of played it off as her just nagging him because he liked to drink. All the while, she's drinking too, right? Mm -hmm. So they're both drinking, but he probably does excessively. We've seen lives. I think he had a recent live that I know many people have shared where he went into the bathroom, but dialed live on Instagram (laughs) and then wandered around and, you know, all the other lives that he was like, you know, stinking drunk, having fun with his friends. I I just Mm -hmm. don't know. Is the, is the plot focusing on his drinking problem as Tanya defines it helping or hurting him figuring out that he might need help? I think it's doing a disservice, I think, to the general public watching it because they are inconsistent in their messaging of it. I mean, the, but it's, TL, it's, it's TLC and 90 Day Fiance. It's not like their intervention where they're trying to, like, get people to stop drinking. You know, that's not their messaging. But they do frame it in a lot of ways as he he's they normalize it right so they're normal as he's just drinking normally a normal amount maybe if you had to deal with tanya you'd drink too they show his friends in the show and then i get on the tell-all and they're like it's fine he drinks fine yeah because they all drink the same way he does so it's normal for them uh but it's not the, the all of that aside though it's not okay in his marriage and that's where he has to make the decision right is his marriage worth it? And he's saying alcohol isn't something he's willing to give up. Then that's, that's a problem that's problematic. And if that's who you are and if that's part of your life and that's how you want to live, then that's fine. Well, not really. I mean, it's not healthy for you, but that's not for me to decide, you know, then he needs to end, he needs to end his relationship with one or the other, either Tanya or booze. And well, they put a two-year they put a two-year timer on their marriage, so <laughs> in in two years they're going to have a reassessment to see if they want to extend uh, the marriage loan to see if they want to keep going <laughs> with it. I guess. Um, but no, I was I was really interested in getting your thoughts on that because of how close it hit to home for you. Yeah, um, it did, and and it's not that every scene with people drinking or even getting drunk does that. 
you know, just because somebody has a night where they get, you know, a character has a night where they get drunk or this or that, it doesn't trigger those same things. There's certain behaviors and ways of talking and things that you say that are emblematic of a problem relationship with alcohol. And I recognize it because I was in a problematic relationship with alcohol for 20 something years. So I recognize it. And so when I start to see those things, I see it in Darcy. I see it in Sinjin. I don't necessarily see it in other people, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, so, I mean, it's I'm, I'm glad that the show addressed it. I felt like the, the, the banging on Sinjin about it may have not been the best way to go. Uh, especially having Colt ask him about sacrifices in marriage when he pretty much downed a fifth in the last season. I'm like, did you guys choose him for that reason? Like, I'm just, I'm just really curious about this because we all know he was drinking soda anyways. Um, but, you know, I think everybody else's reactions to that, to his response to that, I think is also telling, right? Because everybody else was like, what? Like, you would give up your marriage before you'd give up booze like that's their reaction that that they were shocked by that shows you that his response is not no, the normal one the other people's are normal relationships with alcohol they would not think twice about giving up booze to save their marriage right, right. he has to think twice about it and the fact that you know it's like it shows that in his world he doesn't think anything's wrong with it because that's what his brain's telling him I, I, it's the same thing for me. Like I didn't realize that other people didn't drink the same way I did until after I got sober and started hanging around people who didn't drink the way I did. Cause I always hung around people who drank the way I did. So I didn't know that the way I drank was abnormal until I was around people who don't drink the way that I did. People right. like you, you know, <laughs> makes sense to me. So, um, but yeah, thank you. For that i think that's it's worth diving into and i'm happy to talk more about it if you guys want to reach out to me on um instagram or or anything so our last uh our last couple that was present <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it there liz and andre Ugh, okay. uh i i know i watched it i was looking at the screen i swear <laughs> But every time Andre opened his mouth, it's like the channel changed to some <laughs> more serene show of like mountains or some kind of waterfall stuff. But did we take anything away from their segment mm -mm. other than he's still happy to be a stay at home dad? Yeah, that he had a lot of opinions on other people's relationships and his house isn't exactly in order. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true they used they used him as like commentary like yeah like as if he were the psychi psychiatrist or, or therapist for the marriage and i'm like what's going on here yeah. like he's the last person i would care to get marriage advice from i remember him interjecting his thoughts into other people's relationships more than i remember his segment with libby although i think there was a lot of um you know, her being the breadwinner and, uh, you know. That's an old conversation. Like, it's just, they understand that that's the family dynamic of a lot of people, especially in America. There are a lot of men that stay home and the woman works. It's like it's not this new mm -hmm. idea that popped up because of 90 Day Fiance. Like, it's Well, speaking of home dynamics, what about Kalani and Asuelu? Oh, gosh, I almost forgot about them. Yeah. Um, 
They're, they're just, it's so sad because I feel like Kalani is just dealing with so freaking much. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she's tired. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, as she said, I don't know which version of him I'm getting today. Yeah. And that has to be exhausting. You know, is he going to be my rock today or is he going to literally be my failure today? And get up and walk away and block me on all, you know. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm like, dude, lady, dudette, you might. This is the only time I give advice. Like, You might be better without. <laughs> like, <laughs> she is freaking superwoman while being able to do her makeup, breastfeed, you know. I know. Make travel I know, plans, she was drive. actually breastfeeding him, the kid, while she was putting her makeup on I'm and having like, that conversation. What can this woman not do? And she has fabulous freaking hair. I'm upset. <laughs> um, but I, I feel really bad for her because I, you know, I think a lot, maybe a lot of people have been there when you're just like, you can see she wants to give up, but she doesn't want to, she doesn't want it to fail. But how much longer she's, can you go dealing with that? She's been putting a lot of effort and a lot of work into it and talking about it with him and going to therapy and all these things. And um, I'll say again, one therapy session does not treatment make. You well, hopefully there one. was more. That was like the My 600 Pound Life type of episode where they go to one therapy session and all of a sudden their yeah. outlook on life and food has changed. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a don't. I don't see my therapist every week like I did when I first got sober, but I do still go to him when I need to. So yeah. it's a lifelong process, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like when I first got sober, I was in rehab. So I was, I had a, a therapist and I had a counselor, like a drug and alcohol counselor. And then I also had a therapist. And so when I was leaving there, my therapist there hooked up with the therapist here. And cause I was in California for rehab. So she found this therapist for me here in my area in Alexandria. And so I started going to him and I was seeing him like every week for, for a long time. And then it was like every couple weeks and then it's, you know, started to slow down. And then I stopped seeing him altogether, but I still go back to him for tune-ups as it were, you know, I saw him a bunch this summer with quarantine and COVID cause my anxiety flared up. So, um, a lot of stuff like that. So anyway, it's, it's it, therapy is a good thing. Stick with it, people. <laughs> And we wish them all the best. I mean, that's yeah. really, that. that's all the couples that were there. Um, we know we didn't have... Uh, Paul and Karini. Paul and Karini there. And, you know, they're not really worth diving into right now. Yeah, we're not going to talk about them. But of all the people that were there, you know, I don't know what we're going to see next with them. Uh, but we wish them the best. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, um yeah. Speaking of the future, uh, we have to announce on this episode that this is the final episode of the broadcast. And um, maybe not forever, but at least for now. Uh, and the reason is because they're just, as you guys know, who've been listening to us for a while, there's just not been a lot of fraud to report on. You know, I, I barely have enough content for my Instagram, much less to pull over to, you know, 45 minute to an hour long podcast. And uh, we, after much discussion and, you know, what do you want to call it? Soul searching, whatever, whatever terms you guys want to use. We, we much thought and talk and discussion. We have decided to close the chapter of the broadcast free edition for now. 
this will not affect the Patreon in that the Patreon will continue to run episodes. Um, our content, to the extent we have 90-day content, will be over there. Uh, and this will allow us time to focus on the on the Patreon. Give you instead of giving you two subpar episodes a week, we're going to be able to give you one good episode a week. And it also it also allows us a little flexibility over at the Patreon. We have different topics. We have different uh, threads of thoughts on what kind of stuff we can cover. And the people who are in our Patreon are awesome and have. Uh, been really supportive with the t- suggesting the types of things that they want to hear um but you know when there's when there is fraud it's a good thing to ring the bell right mm-hmm. otherwise <laughs> <laughs> otherwise what are you going to talk about is the broadcast so definitely not one of those goodbye forever but um dare i say see you later <laughs> uh absolutely you know frauded media is not dead um like like I said, we will continue over on the Patreon. And I want to emphasize that this is not for like a money grab. Um, It it is because we do have more creative flexibility over there. And it's better for us to give you one good podcast a week rather than two subpar. And also there's just, this is the broadcast. And if there's no fraud, what are we going to report on? What are we going to talk about? And if we start talking about all these kinds of other things like we do on the Patreon, that's like, that's where we talk about all, you know, coffee talk and all these other things. So that's where we're at. We want to thank you guys all for being supporters. We know what our download numbers look like. We know how many of you guys listen to us and enjoy us. And we hope to be able to give you content again in the future. Um, But for just right now, there's just, we, it's just not something that we can do. Um, so with that, you can find me on Instagram at Frauded Katrina. You can also find me at Just Frauded, which is my non-90-day stuff. Uh, I wanted, I do want to thank the most recent Patreons uh, that have joined us over there, which is Martha, Hui, Elizabeth, Amanda, Christabel, Kathy, Abigail, Dave, Beth, and Karen? think that takes us back uh Catherine and abby also i think um i might have doubled on some of those that's fine you can find the patreon at patreon.com slash the broadcast you can join us currently for three dollars a month or five dollars a month and get some stickers thrown in some uh soon to be uh extinct stickers <laughs> as it were get them limited time while you still can get the broadcast. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash the broadcast. And please, we would love to see you guys over there and uh, where we you know, could talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Yes, exactly. And if you want to find me, um, I'm still at 90 Day Fiance today on Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow my personal page, there's not much hot popping over there, but um, it is Hanakawa underscore Draven. And I think that's it. For the gamers, you can find me on Twitch slash Libby Draven, and that's all I got. All right. So we thank you for joining us today. We thank you for joining us for the last year. We thank you for listening to us. We are the broadcast, and when you need us, we'll be dumpster diving so you don't have to. It's not goodbye. Until next time.
Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.